Konnichiwa. Howdy, y'all. I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie, and welcome to Sumo, Sumo Kaboom. Kaboom, where we talk about all things sumo. Yeah, and today we're jumping back into the January Basho, days four through ten, ten, which is a lot of sumo to cover in a very short amount of time. So we're probably going to leave out some of your favorite matches. It's just the way the cookie crumbles. That's right. Please forgive us. But first, news flash. Y'all, of all the interesting news that's out there, let's talk about uh, just this one, which was Hakaho. He had a press conference this week at the Sumo Museum and said that he's a bit worried. I mean, what would you think he'd be a bit worried about in his retirement? How his clothes are going to fit? Close. What he's going to do in his free time? Close. But How many steaks he's going to eat every day? No, he's actually worried about zipping his fly because, as he said... He hasn't worn people clothes. He's worn only like kimono or yukata for 20 years. And so he is paranoid that he's going to constantly be walking around with his fly down. <laughs> that so was many funny. jokes are flying through my head right I now. I know. I know. Well, he was also shown a video of his famous match with uh, Kusino Sato where he actually lost. And it was the winning streak of like 63 wins that was stopped by Kusino Sato. Mm -hmm. And he revealed um, – so he, he, he had a chance to talk about that a little bit. And he also revealed a sketch of his stable that's going to be built that he's very excited about. So he said he wants to raise up wrestlers that will make the venue boil. Nice. How about that? I like them apples. That's right. Um, and to be honest, there's a lot of young men probably walking around in the world worrying about zipping up their fly. That's right. Yeah. It's a common fear. Yeah. Especially if you go commando. That is yeah. a very big... You're just yeah. you're constantly just, on yeah. edge, I imagine. Yes. Well, uh, Hako was also about town. He had a dinner with Takayasu. The picture was on actually Takayasu's uh, mother's Facebook page, but it was just a cute picture of Hako standing behind and kind of like sort of hugging Takayasu. It was very cute. That is nice. Thank you to whoever posted that on the internet. I totally needed that in my in my life. Well, before we start with day four, let's just get it out of the way. It was revealed after day three that Takakesho is now Kyujo. He has an ankle strain of some mm -hmm. type, we think. So, sadly, we will not be talking about him from henceforth. Sorry. Sorry. Even though he's one of our faves. I know. It was the Ura match, right? He went down. It was the Ura match on day three. I, I don't know. don't remember. That I, was too long ago. I know. It was a week ago. I don't know what day it is. I'm just trying to survive, y'all. Shall we jump into day four? We, oui. oui, oui. The first match I want to talk about is Chiyomaru versus Ichiyamamoto. Now, Chiyomaru did an excellent job with every sneaky move Ichiyamamoto had up his, had up his sumo sleeve. Up top, Chiyomaru got both hands on Ichiyamamoto really quick and tried to pull him down. It didn't work, though. So Chiyomaru moved laterally back and across the ring's edge as Ichiyamamoto charged back towards him. Then Ichiyamamoto has this stiff Notawa grip on Chiyo's neck, now trying to push him out of the ring. But Chiyo is mad strong, and he resists, and he keeps moving laterally, making Ichi follow. Okay, I'm going to talk a lot about this match, but like, let me just stop and just say... Chiyomaru was on fire. He's He's been on a little bit on fire this Vasha. Yeah, he's been fast. Yeah. Yeah, he's looking different. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. In a good way. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, 
Chiyomaru grabs his left arm, tries to pull him out of the ring, but Ichiyamamoto does a really good job of staying in. He squares up on Chiyomaru, following him laterally around again in the ring. But just then, Chiyomaru pulls on his arm and Ichiyamamoto hits the dirt. It was a hand pull down, I think, or maybe a Hataki Komi slap down. I'm not sure. But day four was very exciting to me. And yeah. this was like the first match of the day that I was like, oh, it's Mr. Sumo and he's on fire and he's got some spunk and he's moving fast. And Ichiyamamoto, I'm also loving watching. He's just lanky, tall, but like he's he's really great. Yeah. I, I'm totally enjoying him. So this match was just really fun for sumo lovers. There was a lot of action. Toby Zaru versus Takara Fuji. Again, Takara Fuji is the most patient man who wins mostly just on the tiring out of all of the little men. Well, and this one was all over the place, truly. Yeah. I mean, he did so much rebalancing, regrouping, recentering, squaring up. It is truly amazing how Takara Fuji ends up like a cat with nine lives in every match. So Tobizaru hits and shifts, pushing on the shoulder of Takara Fuji up top. Tobizaru then tries to get in close, but Takara Fuji keeps him away and keeps him off his belt. He wants... Tobizaru out in front of him so that he can see him. And Tobizaru, he lures then Takara Fuji to the edge. But as he is at the edge, Tobizaru steps steps to the side and tries to finish Takara Fuji off with a slap down, hoping for that too forward of a lean from Takara Fuji. But Takara Fuji doesn't go for it. He doesn't go down. He recenters, follows Tobizaru around again, who comes back in, pushes upwards. Both men charge and push each other back and forth to the edge until finally the last charge. Takara Fuji pushes poor, tired old <laughs> Tobizaru back to the ropes, squares off, and just doesn't allow him to move sideways, to move laterally. He just denies it. He pushes him over the ring's edge. Tobizaru is toast at this point. He knows it. He steps out and that's in. It was a, just, you know, a simple Yori Kitty win for Takara Fuji. But again, it was a really fun match just to watch mm-hmm. how skilled Takara Fuji is. He's just so calm, patient, and smart in his sumo. Mm-hmm. So that's all I got to say about that one. Meisei versus Mitakiyumi. So this fall had me worried actually about Mitakiyumi at mm. the end because he sh- he got all twisted as he fell but as it, both of them fell are you talking about Mitakiyumi yeah yeah right this is one that they had to do again right yeah i think so there was it was a rematch yeah that was a mono yeah. yeah and so mm-hmm. Mei and Mitakiyumi sort of both flew out at the same time yeah but okay. it was how Mitakiyumi fell that i was more worried about him and mm. he's on his Ozeki run so i guess it's just high pressure and you know, I'm I'm wanting him to get double digit wins like crazy. But in a nutshell, it was this really quick tachi eye with a couple of big blasts. And May say he's getting he got a strong right inside grip on Mitakiyumi pretty quick off the tachi eye. He backed up and swung and threw him very, very quickly. It the throw twisted Mitakiyumi down. And then of course a Manoe was called. It was a rematch. A two for one, as I like to say. Two for. And then the second match was just an easy win for Mitakiyumi. It was just a tachiai, follow through, advance to the edge. Meisei was toast. Oshidashi win for Mitakiyumi. It was just um, interesting to see Mitakiyumi dominate. Meisei's not somebody that's an easy opponent, you know? But the second match looked like he was as 
refreshed as he was going into the first match for me. Mm. And so Mitakiyumi has a lot of endurance. He really does. He really does. Yeah, yeah. he's not he really like does. Takakesho in that if you just can stay Tire in there for out. more than 15 seconds, yeah. you got a really good chance of winning. Mitakiyumi really can go the distance. He really can. Shodai versus Wakataka Kage. Shodai got taken to the edge pretty quick by Wakataka Kage. A few big deflective blasts from Shodai, but he's essentially moved backwards and pushed over the edge. But there was this split second of Wakataka Kage's foot that hit the dirt before Shodai that gave him the the loss. It looked like he was dominating. He was pushing Shodai yeah. out. Yeah. But he inadvertently stepped out before Prior. Shodai. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Went out. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is called an isamiyashi, if I'm remembering correctly. Inadvertent step out. It's not one that we see very often because yeah. it's a basically a mistake on the part of the aggressing, aggressing wrestler. The aggressor? Yeah, the aggressor. Yeah. Also, Shodai does have crazy ring sense. He looks sloppy a lot of the time, but he has crazy ring sense. And uh, but anyway, there was a reversal of a decision after the Manoe. So yeah, it was exciting. Yeah, that one was really exciting. Yeah, Ted and Fuji versus Ura. I think everybody loves Ura. Everyone loves Ted and Fuji. So this is always just going to be a delight for everyone. Yeah, and I giggled a lot watching this yeah. match. Ura put up an incredible fight. He just has so much mojo. Ted and Fuji. Yeah, he does have mojo. He's like Hokuto Fuji in that way. Yeah. Tedanofuji defies all logic and gravity, though, by dealing with Ura in this match. Ura tried, like, every trick in the book. A pull. He tried a katasukashi, which he can do easily. And he had the Yokozuna up against the rope and on his heels. But still, Tedanofuji pulled it out with a win. I would be most afraid of, of someone like Ura if I was Tedanofuji, you know? Uh, More the, afraid than anyone else? I, well, because he's smaller he is so flexible and bendy and mm -hmm. so fast and mm -hmm. all over the place. And he's, I think, a creative sumo wrestler. Like, he's a creative soul. He is. He's always got something kooky up his sleeve that you haven't seen in like since 1987. This Kimari hasn't been used since 1982 yeah. or something. So he always seems clever, very clever wrestler that um, maybe a bit unpredictable. But still, Tadanofuji is the bomb and he wins out. I really enjoy watching Terano Fuji fight these much smaller men. He's got to bend over so far. Yeah. And what I liked about this fight in particular is there was a moment where each one of them had the other one against the ropes yeah. and looked to have the advantage. Mm -hmm. But that one moment, I don't know if you remember it, Ura had Terano Fuji up against the ropes and was pushing him up and out. And Terano Fuji did the coolest thing because he had Ura's shoulders and he just bent his knees really low and he grabbed Ura's belt instead. Mm. It's like you could see the conscious choice he made. He's like, I'm going to lose if I stay up high. I have to get lower I than this guy. Center myself. Yeah. yeah. So he got really low at the edge and then Ura knew he had been caught. He was like, oh no, he's got my belt. I am toast. And so he just ran backwards and to try to escape. And that's when Terano Fuji just gave him that one huge push in the chest mm -hmm. that sent him flying to the dirt. Mm -hmm. I love seeing a wrestler change his mind on how he's going to attack or well, defend himself. And it happens so quickly. Yeah. So everything seems to be... The most exciting sumo to me is at the edge. And uh, yeah. 
It, it happens so quickly and it always seems like it defies gravity. It always seems like, how did he pull that out? Especially watching Shodai, who, yes, always seems to lose, but he has more magic at the edge than a, than a lot of the other guys do. <laughs> always seems to lose. Man, people are rough. Well, he's had a rough go. I love Shodai. I want him <laughs> to I want him to find his find his spirit, but he's been losing and it's sad. What one of my pet peeves about like watching people watch athletics is how hard people are when athletes lose. Like we've been talking about it this week because the Cowboys just lost their wild mm-hmm. card, their first mm-hmm. game of the playoffs. They lost. And man, people have turned on Dak Prescott. Like he is the worst person yeah, out there in I the world. I have not turned on Shodai though. If you're trying to compare the two, I, I am. Not. I love Shodai. Um, but when you watch TV and he's an Ozeki, he's expected to get 10 wins. And, you know, you have expectations. And the thing is, it's not that I personally care. I mean, I don't want him to go caught upon. That makes me so nervous. I want him to be securely in Ozeki position. But he's lost something. He's lost his spirit. He's lost. He, you can see he's like just down on himself. And he's been dealing with like the mental aspect of all of this. You can tell it's just he's not stepping in there confidently every time. That's what I care about. I, hear- I don't care about the wins or the losses. I think commentators, and particularly in the sumo world, people are just really, really hard on people at the top of the pyramid if they do not win. Man. Yeah. Well, I think you misunderstand Japanese culture if you don't understand that. No, I'm not saying I don't understand it. I'm saying I don't agree. <laughs> I understand it, but I'm like, I yeah, am hard. a different kind yeah. of sumo watcher. Yeah, and it doesn't mean you don't love them. No. It's just- the, the commentators are tough. That later day, the, Murray was like, this is what depression looks like on the doyo. And I, I know, like, exactly. No, and that's why I'm like, come no. on. They're just athletes. They're just athletes and they're trying their hardest. And sometimes it doesn't work. That's just one of my pet peeves about watching sumo on yeah. TV. It's like, well, it's oh, let's give these guys it's some grace. It's the story grace. of sumo, though. Like, all like, sports. It's the story of all sports. Win or well, lose. Somebody's going to win. Somebody's going to lose. In particular with Ozeki's, people are like, oh, man, if it looks like they're not, even if it just looks like they're going to get a kachikoshi and not even get their double digits, people are like, oh, they just suck. They just should not be there. I don't hear that they <laughs> suck. I just hear that, like, they are in a position in which they did a ceremony and vowed that they would try their best. And they are. I cannot imagine any of those Ozeki's that we have right here not doing their best. Yeah. Sometimes your body just doesn't work with you. Sometimes you have off days. Exactly. But it's there are just there are no off days for Yokozuna and there are no off days for Ozeki. Yep. For everyone else, there's a bit of grace, yep. but not for those two places on the pyramid. And sometimes I find that tough as an American. I find that really tough. I just want to cheer them on. You can okay. still cheer them on. Day four was exciting for Leslie. Day five for me was just like, who is on the injured train? Aoyama having a real hard time bending that bandaged knee of his. He seems to be on the injury train. But you know who's not on the injury train? Who? We talked about him just a second ago. Chiyomaru showing incredible speed and lightness against Wakamoto Haru on day five. And mm-hmm. he was dancing all over the ring. Yeah. All over the place with such agility, like a fairy in the glen at daybreak or dusk. Flitting here, mm-hmm. flitting there. 
It was really fantastic yeah. movement and by then he just, he just threw Wakamoto Haru to the dirt. And I get enormous pleasure, just like you do, out of watching someone so large move so, so quickly. quickly. And beautifully, actually. Yes. I mean, really like a ballerina he in the evaded. dance. The sugar plum fairies. That is what he is to me. Every move Wakamoto Haru had, he just evaded beautifully to the side, laterally. He was quick. He was How? like a cat. Yeah. A very large house cat. How? <laughs> very, very large house cat. The big belly. How can you not cheer for Mr. Sumo on a win like day four and day five? He just was on a roll back then. Mm-hmm. Tobizaru versus Hoshoryu on day five. Each of them tried a leg sweep on this day. Both of them were unsuccessful, which ended up looking like a version of river dance instead of sumo to mm-hmm. me, or like this weird shuffle off to Buffalo in the ring. But then there was a slap across the face from Tobizaru, and the reply to that slap was a complete and total throwdown to the dirt by Hoshoryu for the win. And Hoshoryu was wearing that Asashoryu eyebrow thing yeah, that he wrath, does. The wrath. The, the wrath of Foshoryu for the win. I have to say that is the best nickname. Foshoryu. Oh, I like that. Yeah, Sandre the Giant came up with that one on Twitter and I, I have like to that. say that is the best nickname ever I because like he was Foshoryu on day five. For sure. On day five, Abby's pounding, put Hulk to Fuji out super fast. Okino Umi, a very injured Okino Umi uh, against Dai Aisho on day five. Sumo's not looking great, but that's mainly because he's on the injury train too. Mitakiomi had a very solid win on day five against Kiribayama, who Kiribayama just ran around the ring slipping on the doyo like he was on ice. And Mm -hmm. Mitakiomi had no problem slapping him down. Tamawashi versus Shodai on day five had a Big, huge push to Shodai. He was all over Shodai's neck and face. Shodai tried to fend him off, but poor Shodai just could not grab anything. He couldn't grab a belt. He couldn't grab shoulders. Like, his hands were just all in the air. And uh, Murray, who was commentating that day, said, you know, Shodai doesn't like to use a lot of belt throws. He tends to use an opponent's body to his own advantage. But boy, he could not find the advantage on that day. (laughs) It was more fluffy. Vader, like Darth Vader and move to the you know how Darth Vader does the like the neck grasp from a distance and choke someone choke, yeah the the yeah the yeah exactly yeah. from which uh, which one is that any and any all of them, them. All? <laughs> anyway but it does look like that when Tamawashi grabs on yes it's like Darth Vader's hand yeah but I think in day five this is really when people were starting to realize that something's something's happening with Shodai and th- this is Another day where they just pounced all over Shodai and they were like, oh, he's just not worth being an Ozeki. But of course, me, the Pollyanna that I am, I'm like, oh, he just likes to use an aggressor's force to his advantage. It's just not going quite right. But Shodai will turn it around. The very last fight of the day, it was just beautiful big man sumo. Terunofuji versus Ichinojo. Terunofuji got inside, set up in Uwatanage, and threw a very large opponent down in a beautiful throw. And there's nothing so appealing or just so, just feels so right in sumo yeah. as a really good Uwatanage. Mm-hmm. Day six. This was an exciting day full of surprises, heartbreak, and craziness. Nice. 
Boshozan visiting up from Jurio position number one versus Kaisei Maegashira 17 just had the best the best landing because uh, Kaisei landed on Boshozan's head at the end of this one. So obviously Boshozan lost, but he got a big old butt to the head after he fell to the ground. It was a double whammy because it was Kaisei's very large Buns. butt, direct contact contact to the back of Boshozan's like face. Um, it was declared a non-technique called a tsukite. So Boshozan essentially slipped and then uh, or a Kaisa, a Kaisei slipped and just banana peeled straight into his butt, like onto his head. The Bataki Komi slapdown. The Bataki Komi slapdown. Slapdown. It was it was coined on online, and yep. I will agree with you. It was uh, it was fun to watch. Sadly for Bushozan, but uh, good times for us. Everyone watching though all had that moment where you closed your eyes and you were like, "What would that feel like?" Oh, every single one of us. Exactly. Yes. Right. Yeah. Which just reveals just how pervy and weird we all are. Well, you know, how would that feel to have that big butt on my face? Well, and you, were it you, might feel comforting. Were you like me? Were you thinking, thank God his face was facing the ground? Yeah. And he wasn't facing the other direction. Well, it was, wasn't it kind of like a little bit askew? It was. No, he yeah. was like, no, he did not get nose in the exactly. nose and crack. <laughs> thank gosh. Yeah. But I did think, yeah, it could have been worse, <laughs> but not much worse. <laughs> Anyway, good oh. times. Chiyomaru again. Now, this match, Chiyomaru does not come out on top. Tetsuyoshi. He, he needed more sugar plum fairy he did. juice. Tetsuyoshi did, though. But I will say, Chio has been on fire. But today, the little man showed us exactly how you beat a big man. Mm -hmm. He gets in so close, Tetsuyoshi does, to Chiyomaru off the tachi eye. And he gets a double inside grip and just stands strong. Chiyomaru tries to push him backwards, but Tetsuyoshi denies him. And then he actually lifts up, you know, on Chiyomaru's belt to get his center of gravity upward. They grapple more, somewhat of a stall out here. Tetsuyoshi goes for this makikai. He switches grips, and then he gets a really shallow grip on Chiyomaru, and he swings him off balance and backwards, eventually laying him out flat on his butt slash back. It was nice, small man sumo. It was a kirikaeshi win, which is a twisting backwards knee trip. He got his leg in there and just plum yeah. tripped the big man. He made it look easy. He did. And that is clearly not easy. No, no. <laughs> Props to Teretsuyoshi and his ability to get in tight with these much larger men and make things like this happen. Yeah. He has so much skill. He does. Okinoumi gets his first win on uh, day six, beating Hoshoryu. You can tell he's clearly only able to use one side of his body, but he got lucky and he threw this beautiful throw that just probably would not have worked on the other side, but it worked mm -hmm. and it was lovely to see. Yeah. And I was just glad he had a win. Yeah. Ura versus Kiribayama was a Heimlich win by Ura. <laughs> Win by Heimlich maneuver. It was a sloppy mess of a fight. But once Kiribayama almost having a tough time. He is time. having a really tough. One day he's slipping all over the ice. The next day Heimlich is being practiced being lifted on him. up and out. He's just being humiliated by these little guys. But it has to happen. He's in Maegashira one position. He's getting better with each one of these losses, but. So once Ura got Kiribayama like turned around, he lifted up on him, and he was like, it was like he was 
ushering him out with a choking maneuver. But Ura did this fantastic job, though, of just managing to get him turned around into the rear so he can get in that position. It was an Akuridashi win, but um, it was really, again, clever in the moment, him thinking, okay, his body's going this way, slap him, smack him in the shoulder this way, he gets turned around, and here I am right behind him, ready to just yeah. lift up and out. <laughs> and Kitty Barn was like, well, what? What happened? Where am I? I'm going. I'm lost. And uh, Mitakiyumi, he meant business. It was him versus Endo. Oh, it was a Takakesho-style bulldozing by Mitakiyumi, yeah. who is equally as capable of bulldozing. And he did. Yeah, with his head. I mean... One headbutt, and he was yeah. out. Well, and he's 6-0 and at this point. Now, the big match of the day was Tereda Fuji versus Tamawashi. Mm-hmm. Now, they Tachiai... Tadad Fuji tries to get a belt grip on Tamawashi, but he can't because Tamawashi responds with two stiff arms. He moves the Yokozuna backwards. Tadad Fuji moves laterally to the right at the same time, trying to pull down on Tamawashi's double stiff arms. In doing that, he sort of stumbles and slips, and now he's too far down. He's downward. Yeah. Tamawashi seized on that vulnerability so quick, and he switches to a double shoulder push down from above and sends Tadad Fuji leader on the leaderboard to the ground yeah that's a great cupcake man beat tedanifuji and i'm I'm glad it's him it was the fourth time he got a kimboshi gold star good on him i do think though if tedanifuji didn't slip yeah uh, he would have won but hey no one is perfect and i was glad if he was gonna get beat it was by tamawashi mongolian showdown yeah beautiful description of that fight I wondered after this fight, you know, all those guys who are Maegashira when they go up against a Yokozuna, are they all tallying financially what could happen if they beat them? Like, talk about an incentive that Sumo has just like baked into its rules. If you're a Maegashira and you beat a Yokozuna for life, you get more money every single month. Right. Wow, that would make me go, okay, uh, in my brain, okay, that's that's equal to how much money, blah, 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 if I just beat this guy once, so no wonder they're all so darn happy whenever they do that. Yeah. Well, asked about, um, interviewed later, Tamawashi um, was interviewed, and I think this comes from um, Kintamayama's translation. He said, Tamawashi said, I guess the Tachi I was good. I've been hitting him many times only to find myself losing at the edge. So I'm glad I finally won out this time. I hadn't planned it this way, but my timing was good. And I was able to get him to the edge in the past, but could never follow through. So today was good. It was a... It was him trying to do his own brand of sumo, and sometimes he says he feels his age, but he trains a lot, and he's only thinking of doing his brand of sumo. So um, he was also asked about his Yusho win of the past, and he was like, look, I've it was so long ago I've forgotten about it. <laughs> so he just <laughs> comes to sumo every day, just shows up. I think if anybody just friggin' loves sumo, it's Tamawashi. Oh, yeah. I mean, if there's anybody that would wrestle till 50... It's this man. He's, what, 37? Who 37. knows? 37. 47, 57? Now, who knows? 37. But 37. But he's never missed a day of sumo, and he still can beat a Yokozuna. Yeah. Yeah. Good on him. Okay, day seven. Kaisei showed up 
on day seven with cupping marks all over his back, like polka dots. <laughs> so I think it's safe to say that Kaize is on the injury train as well. Yeah. He had not been talking about his back as far as I know, but the amount of cupping... Clearly, like, there's an I have issue. a sweater with that many big polka dots on it, so that's all I could think of when I saw him up there was that sweater. It's like it's either a really bad case of the chicken pox or that man has a lot of back pain. <laughs> uh, I do want to talk about the Ishiura versus Aquabout on day seven. Every time he steps up there on the doyo, I am like, he I reminds swear. me of the. Um... In Rocky Horror Show, there's the the creature, the sexy creature, and he wears a gold little um, speedo. Yeah, you've said and that walks before. Around in his little boots. It's exactly how, and he's super built. Like, uh, see, all I picture is like the statue on the Oscar. I just think, oh, yeah, that is Ishiura. He's just like that perfectly. The man lifts a lot of weights. He's and a you bod. You can just tell. There's a couple of bods, but he's one of them. Yes, he's definitely one of them. So looking every inch of that perfect piece of manhood. He went up against Aqua, who was also every inch of perfect manhood as well, just a different shape. And Ishiura just got right in there to Aqua's side and finished Aqua with a super nifty foot sweep from behind called Susuhari, which, which I have never heard before. And I had to look it up I think the thing that makes it different is the fact that this foot sweep is from behind yeah, rather than in front. Foot, the rear leg sweep, yeah. Yeah, it was super cool. So if you were unfamiliar with this Kimarite like like I am, definitely look it up because it was a, a one-two punch. It was just gorgeous. Looks like something like a bully would do on the uh, on the playground. It's more like a judo move to me. Like you have, it shows enormous skill to me. Maybe I'm maybe that's a far off guess. I don't know, but it's very cool. It's very very cool. So watch it if you haven't seen it. It is worth mentioning Miyogidu went up against Tochinoshin on day seven, and Miyogidu attempted an uchari at the edge, which is one of my favorite kimarites of all time, which is basically when you're you're both going out of the edge and the person who's closest to the edge and looks like they're about to get trounced upon, pancaked outside the ring, grabs onto their opponent and spins, and when it's done right... The spin happens and the other person gets pancaked. Yeah. That's what an uchari is. Well, Miyogidu tried it and it didn't work so didn't. well. <laughs> but well, I totally Tochi's thought he not had the him. easiest guy to flip in the middle of the air, I'm sure. Oh, I really thought he had him. But what happened was Miyogidu's heel just barely grazed the dirt on the other side of yeah. the Tawara and he didn't pull it off. But man, every time somebody does an uchari, it, oh, it never fails to make me jump up and down and be like, uchari! I love it. I love it. Even when it doesn't work, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The other big surprising thing on day seven, Abby went up against Oh No Show. Remember, Abby uh, at this point was tied for first, I believe. He went up against Oh No Show. And Oh No Show prior to this has been looking a lot like Oh No Show. No, he's been looking okay. No, today. This day, he showed up as Oh Yes Show. Oh, okay. <laughs> he took Abby down with a very well-timed step to the side and a push down. And that was Abby's first loss. And I think it 
safe to say it surprised everyone. Seemed yeah. to surprise the audience. Definitely surprised me. I really thought that Abby was going to come out with that win, but instead, oh, no show did. Which He had a little nod at the end of it. He was like, take that, MFR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, it, and the slow-mo was like, you couldn't see it because it happened so fast, but the slow-mo, and it was like the camera was panning away, but you could yeah. see him be like, and there you have it. And take that, bitch. Like it was, what it was like that? a little... There was like a little sass from Ono Show, and I yeah. loved it. No, there was one day, I can't remember if it was like day five or day four. On one of those days, Hokuto Fuji put his opponent down and he did this little kick over his <laughs> opponent right after his win. Like, yeah, yeah, I did that. I love those little winning moves. I They're almost too. as good as like the prep moves mm-hmm. before a sumo match. Mm-hmm. The little like, I gotcha. Okay, I do have to talk about Ura versus Hokuto Fuji on day seven because I love both of these men. I just wrote fun exclamation, exclamation point, exclamation point. First of all, the record between these two men was really surprising to me. Six to two in Ura's favor. Wow. And I I didn't think, yeah, I thought Hokuto Fuji, I I thought at least they would be evenly matched or Hokuto Fuji would have that edge. So one, that surprised me. Um, but Hokuto Fuji's style of sumo against Ura was so drastically different than mm-hmm. anything we usually see from him. I wonder him. if it gets in his head, you know? Probably. That he's lost so many times. He's just like, ah, oh, rattled. He just throws everything. Yeah. It was well, uns- well, no, what he did he, is that he just stayed far away mm-hmm. from Ura. He didn't want to get anywhere close and usually he just runs flat into right. the wall right. <laughs> he runs right over yeah. anybody he does to, so to see him do that and push from far away like really made me go okay he's tr- he's trying to think this through in a whole different way it was super interesting at the end ura they kind of got locked up a little bit and ura went for hokuto fuji's knee and then hokuto fuji just stepped back and out it was he, really interesting, and Ura walked away with this win. Nothing about it was usual to me, but it was fun to watch. Ura has the ability with his flexibility to really, really get somebody off balance and flying off the doyo. Maybe that was just his protective thing going, I'm going to lose. I'm just, yeah. uh, I don't want to risk it at this point. This guy is capable of throwing me I- anyway. <laughs> I wondered, yeah, I wondered if it, there was any sort of back pain involved. And he was like, you know what? I'm just not going to get close to this kid because right. either he's it's been injured in the past yeah. from him or he's just like, I don't like I don't like going down in the way he's going to take me down. Right. I don't know why, but it was interesting mm-hmm. and fun to watch. Mitakiyomi easily beat Tamawashi mm-hmm. on day seven. And uh, then he was the only undefeated Rikishi on the whole board on day seven. Uh, Shodai lost to Okinoumi. Which is so bizarre because Okinomi is injured. very injured. Yeah, so you know, Shodai's having some trouble getting a style of sumo going. But my favorite match of the day, my favorite moment of the day, maybe, was seeing Terana Fuji show up for his fight with Endo. And he showed up on the ring all pink and glistening, already loaded with sweat. It was as if he was in the back, in the back staging room. And he was like, I am not. Gonna fucking lose today. <laughs> I lost yesterday, but 
damn it. Not going to happen today. Yeah, like like the Yokozuna Deliberation Council must have called him and been like, son, you can't lose. You cannot lose. You don't understand. You cannot lose. He entered the ring and he fought like he'd been working out for hours, prepping for this, warming up for this. Endo actually got the better Tachiai off the top, but he just couldn't finish Terunofuji mm-hmm. at all. And uh, Terunofuji, I'll just say he won. It's <laughs> the easiest did. way to say it. He, he just won. won. So at the end of day seven, Mitakiumi was the sole winner, but that meant two guys followed Terunofuji and Abi. Wow. With one loss each. Day eight. Did Aqua change his Mawashi color? I don't remember. From the day before. I don't because know. Because now he is no longer aqua. He is lime green aqua. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's a couple lime green. He was with Chiyomaru was this re- day. Because they were lime and lime green. Yeah, and that's when I started to do the green screen last time. Yeah. Is when the two of them wore their green mawashis together <laughs> last time, too. But anyway, lots of big shoves up top. They traded slaps for a while, but Chiyomaru got pushed to the edge and somehow, like a cat, Stayed on top of the Tawada, and he didn't step out. He pushed back on Akua and moved him back a bit. Akua then charged again, but Chio pulled, a, like, attempting a slapdown maneuver as he was retreating around laterally. But then Chio then seized in that moment the opportunity to shove Akua's pushing arm sideways as Chiyomaru stepped to the side. He got Aqua moving forward and to the edge, and then Chio slipped in at this point behind him and finished him off with a rear push out and a kuridashi. But, um. You know what it reminded me of? What? What your nephews do to you at the pool. Like yeah. they just run in from behind and give you a big hug and then like and then knock just, you into the pool. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> so true. A little sneaky, a little unsuspecting, and that one yeah. in the pool. <laughs> With my people clothes on. <laughs> exactly. Takara Fuji versus Shimano Umi. I have never seen a sumo wrestler pirouette so perfectly and ev- evade the rear push out like he did. Takara Fuji. He uh, won with a slap down, but that was after he literally got completely turned around by Shimano Umi, who pushed on his, he had a left shoulder shove and it turned him a Full circle on the sand. It was actually pretty nice technique it for was. a dancer. He refocused and advanced back on Shimano Umi, grabs a shallow, shallow belt grip, and pushed him to the ground. It was impressive, calm, patient, and as usual, smart Takara Fuji. And now we know if he doesn't do sumo in his retirement, he might have a chance at being a prof- like professional dancer. Yes. Hoshoryu, uh, after he'd lost a couple, couple days, he got... He got back in the ring with uh, Abby, and he quickly disposed of Abby. He was just too fast off the uh, off the tachi eye for Abby. He got a deep mawashi, uh, like mawashi tie, like in the back, the grip, and moved Abby backwards. He got in low and close, and sort of flung him out of the dojo. That was their first meeting, was it? Yeah, their very first meeting ever. Hmm. Well, maybe that's kind of why he got beat so soundly. But next time he'll go back in. And he'll have a little bit of experience to know what it's going to be like next time. Battle of the Bruisers. Hokuto Fuji versus Tamawashi. Now, I love this match just because both men leave it all on the doyo. They never care how pretty they are when they come out of it. They headbutt, as usual, up top. Both men stay close and do their best shoving and pushing attempts. 
They're basically equally being shoved by each other until Hokutafuji shifts to the side and gets Tamawashi stepping forward a bit. But Tamawashi stays focused. He headbutts against again once they're refocused and squared off. Tamawashi, ever the aggressor throughout, he continues to just move Hokutafuji backwards with each huge shove. Hokutafuji tries to move around, but there's just too much pressure from Tamawashi. He eventually shoves Hokutafuji out. Tamawashi, though, he lands, he, he's falling too, and he lands really hard on his ribs on the Tawada. Did you see that in the slow motion? He really got up so slow. Yeah. And I was worried because this is a bionic man. He never gets injured. And oof, he fell really hard. And you could tell he was checking his insides. He was like, it fell right on like his diaphragm, his ribs. And I was, I was worried. I really was worried. Yeah, I was, this is a strange thing to say, but I was very worried about his xiphoid process. Xiphoid process. Yes. Please explain. <laughs> right where, okay, the bottom of your rib cage, where your ribs come together and meet your sternum. The diaphragm. Well, there is a diaphragm there, but right on a the v. bone structure, mm-hmm. yeah. there is this thing on the end of your sternum called the xiphoid process, which is shaped like a blade. And when you fall on just the right spot mm. and you bend that xiphoid process back in can towards you your body, you can lung? really hurt yourself. Ooh. It's incredibly painful. And yes, you could do some major internal damage. So when I watched that, I was like, fudge, just like go get a doctor to look at your xiphoid process because it looked like he landed at just that spot and and i wondered okay he could have broken some ribs yeah i easily could have broken some ribs or that xiphoid process yeah and that which means he can't breathe well right which means i mean there's all sorts of discomfort that comes with that he got up he gave it a huh that's a weird feeling and then he walked off stoic oh, he was, as he no, always No, he was does. grimacing the whole time. Oh, I and didn't the comment- see that angle. No, the commentators were like, well, he's got a scratch on his belly. Yeah, he hit the Tawada. He'll be fine. He's so stoic. Mm-hmm. And to see him go, ugh, ugh, as he was trying to stretch that out, I, I was really worried. He was not going to show up on day nine. I know. I was wrong. You were wrong because he did. Yeah. But I, I got very worried about him. Well, Mitakiyomi versus Daesho was a, a fun match. Yeah. Because Mitakiyomi is clearly motivated. He gets he gets the Kachikoshi win over Daesho's epic shoves, withstands and just barrels forward to shove Daesho out. Mitakiyomi just stayed squared on him and just drove him out. It was simple, but you could just see he means business. Mm-hmm. He is so close to that double digit and mm-hmm. he is like on it. Did you hear his interview after this one? What did he say? Oh, my God. He said, I'm in perfect condition. Good for him. (laughs) And I have the will to win. And I just want to ask you, have you ever uttered that phrase in your life? No. I'm in perfect. I'm in perfect. Working order. I'm in perfect condition. (laughs) I am ready to reign leader of them all. I just want to but, once, but that's what once Shodai, in my life, that's what Shodai up, needs to wake up in the morning and say, I'm "I am a in perfect, perfect condition." <laughs> maybe you should, and maybe the, maybe we all should do that for ourselves. Yeah, you're right. Shodai does need a little taste of that mitak tea. I am perfect. I am in perfect am, condition, and I have and the will to win. I'm gonna start saying that every morning when I get up. I am in perfect condition, and I have the will to win. Well, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> And how you eat your breakfast in the morning. Exactly. This is a bowl of cereal, which I will eat. Why? 
because, because I'm fueling my perfect physique, my perfect body. I'm ready to meet the world and conquer. <laughs> there was a really fun uh, Ura win over Takanosho for the win. It was an Ashitori leg trip. So that was like really fun. He, Ura did this shift under like super crazy low. He's so fun to and watch. And he just surprised the hell out of Takanosho, who yep. has been crushing it and he got that win mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was fun to see that's all i got for date oh but showed i won on day eight you not did. even going to mention that i showed i, I didn't okay write it down. showed i won i thought it was cool terana fuji won i loved that fight simply because he picked up okinoumi yeah like the wedgie lift yeah and okinoumi is a large man yeah He's large. He just picked him up and walked him out. I love that. I also, day eight is notable because we got our first Makikoshi on yeah. that day. Who is it? Has zero. Chionokuni. He's clearly injured, but he does this thing where he has a killer basho and then he just craps his pants the next basho. I, ju- I just. I think he's really oh, injured. I and do What too. he needs is he needs the longer. He needs. Six months to heal. Yeah. Because his spirit is is there. on the injury train. He is. His spirit's there, but his body just can't respond. He needs more recovery time. Oh. It's painful. Yeah. Eight losses in a row can never be fun. No. Ever. No. But that wasn't all. (laughs) Because on day nine, I believe, he lost again. No. Against Sadanaumi. So eight losses wasn't enough for Chionokuni. He had to drag that to nine. All right. Day nine was super interesting to me, not because of the guys at the top of the pyramid. I'm going to skip some of those guys and talk about the guys in the lower ranks because they had such great fights. Ishiura did a beautiful, beautiful textbook. Shitate Hineri, twisting underarm pull down. It's if I were to describe it, the oh, the best way to describe this move is just like grab your partner's underwear as you face them and pull down and to the side as hard as you can and face plant your partner into the dirt. That's what he did to Tsurogisho. This is how I would describe it. Uh-huh. You're on a submarine. Okay. <laughs> and there's a hatch. Okay, and there's water pressure, but you've got to open that hatch, right, with this twisting motion of the the wheel that's the hatch of all the submarines, right? They always twist them. And that twisting underarm throw looked exactly like Ishiura could open any submarine hatch that was any sort of water pressure from above. It was just like a... I think we both have fantastic yeah. descriptions of Kimarite. Grab your partner's underwear, throw them on belly flop to the dirt, or submarine that, hatch if opening. If the person was sitting on the wheel of the submarine hatch, and then you just twisted them. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of my other pleasures of day nine was the commentator on NHK, who was Ross who is such a workout freak that whenever he commentates for NHK, he just cannot help himself. He always comments on people's physique, whether they are in shape or whether they are not in shape. And on day nine... He likes to work out. And he likes... He's a foodie, too. He likes food. Yeah. And he loves to post photos of his own chest and waist. He looks good. The man is ripped. He is ripped. He's very ripped. We know what he does in his free time. Yes. But he does not think that Sorogisho looks very healthy or happy and he 
<laughs> just his comments like that are sometimes so out of the blue. It's so interesting to me. I just can't help but wonder. I told you when I was there, the girls that I danced with, they were like, you're puffy. You know that? You're puffy. And I was like, what? I was skinny. I was like 128 pounds and 5'7". I was skinny. And they were like, but you're puffy. It it just, the, the, I think maybe a culture that feels a little a, bit more yeah. okay to comment on size where we're like, we we try not to do that as much. <laughs> no. They're like, I'll tell you what I really think of your body. My commentary would be so funny. My commentary would be like, this man is good looking. This man is hot. And this man, even though he's losing, he's a fine sumo wrestler. He's a fine person. He's great. He's injured right now, but that's okay because he'll be back. That's right. Believe. Believe. That is right. I just want to mention Koto Echo is doing very well in this Basho. Mm -hmm. And he went to 7-2 on day nine. I know he's very low on the Bansuke, right? He should do well here. But it's just really nice to see him win a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He's a great wrestler. (laughs) There you go. That's my speech. I believe in him. (laughs) Uh, Day nine was also the day that the guy in the pink shirt on the front row Got landed on at least four times that I witnessed. Good for him. He was he's having his the, own Kaisei butt dream yes. in real life. He's, ha- he's having the sand seat experience of his life on day nine. Somewhere there's like an old sumo wrestler that's desperate for cash. And yeah. you could just be like, I'm going to pay you to come to my hotel room and smother me. Not to death. Just the feeling I'm of sure being could. sat on yes. by a sumo wrestler. Someone's got to be into that. He does have to wear mawashi. I mean, but not like a really old one, but like a newly like retired, like Yoshikaze or, you know, one of those wrestlers, yep. you like recognize them. Or Ikioi. I would pay for him to come and slam my body <laughs> that, at a hotel. That just like so easily turns nasty. Sexual. Yes. I know, but it's just innocent. I just want to be innocently smashed by a pro sumo wrestler yeah just to know what the feeling is like yeah i probably wouldn't get very far i'd be like oh that hurts ikioi but then sing me a song afterwards hug instead i think i would pay for a hug more than i would take for more than i would pay for a smash i think i'd pay for the smash (laughs) ichinojo versus ura was a very interesting matchup for me very large, slow-moving Ichinojo yeah. versus very small, fast-moving Ura. Both Mayashira too. They locked up for a very long time. A very, very, very long time. And I was kind of amazed because I thought Ura would keep moving and keep shifting. And I don't know if Ichinojo was just so powerful. Right. He just kept Ura. I don't think any of us understand the heaviness of that is Ichinojo. Because I think he wraps up people and he leans on them. Right. And so that they can't move or they're having to use all their energy to just Well, and he has a lot of weight in his legs, actually. His belly as well. But yeah. like, he has a lot of weight in his like his leg legs. And and I know that you would pay for that experience. I would obviously. pay for that Ichinojo smash <laughs> but, experience. But Ura, who was right in the middle of the, of the doyo, was not willing to pay for it. He, he really wanted to send Ichinojo down. But it's like, hey, I don't know, maybe he just couldn't reach around and find the right spot to do anything. But this very long time in the middle of the match ended when there was like a big, huge shift and Ichinojo thrust Ura straight out of the ring and onto a cameraman who was there ringside. And by the way, that cameraman, I hope he got the the picture of his life. I hope he did too. Which he, had he to be smashed. Ura just coming straight for him. Yeah. 
but it was an interesting match. It was not what I expected it to be. I thought it would be over in like five seconds. Right. And Ichinojo would be down or like Ura would be out of the way. Ichinojo would just like lumber off the ring. But it wasn't that at all. It was an unusually, it was an unusual match visually. Yeah. Just lots of surprises. Yeah. Kitty Bayama versus Daesho loved, absolutely loved this fight. Daesho got caught. He just got his arms caught in between the arms of Kitty Bayama. And honestly, he did not know what the hell to do, Mm-mm. could not figure out how to get out of the grip. And Kitty Bayama just picked him up and moved him out. Mm-hmm. It was pretty to behold. It was. Mitakiumi, very much in the zone on day nine, disposed of Okinoumi, looking more and more like an Ozeki every day, unlike Shodai, who lost to Meisei. There was many, many more speeches about what's expected of an Ozeki. Which doesn't help with pressure. I know. It's like when Oho, anytime Oho loses, the commentator goes, well, he just can't compare to his grandfather. Right. <laughs> it's kind of like, like it's that same uh... thing. Just ease up on these guys, please. But uh, yeah, Terano Fuji finished off Hokuto Fuji. I'll just leave it at that. So at the end of day nine... Mitakiyumi was in first place, Terunofuji in second place, and Kotoeko, Abi, and Kotonowaka in third place. I don't think I've even spoken about Kotonowaka yet. No, but I'm about to. Okay, great. Day 10, Kotonowaka versus Ishiura. Ishiura has some magical way, though, of always beating Kotonowaka. And he has pretty much figured him out, okay? So off the tachiai, he has some, they, they both have some quick slaps and thrusts, but nothing too crazy right now is happening, except that Ishiura works at just tiring out the larger Kotonowaka, the big kid, right? Kotonowaka inches Ishiura backwards towards the bales, and he moves, um, Ishiura then moves laterally to escape these big Kotonowaka blasts. And so as he's circling away, he circles and kind of chasses around and actually into the center of the doyo and around to the other side of Kotonowaka. And uh, as Kotonowaka is turning, he Ishiura grabs his belt with a really deep left hand grip on the inside. Kotonowaka also gets a right hand outside, but at this point, he's just kind of barely hanging on to that grip, trying to figure out what to do next. Kotonowaka goes for a throw on Ishiura, but Ishiura is, is, a, is a sort of defies gravity and he's thrown, but he doesn't really hit the dirt. He manages to stay balanced. In fact, at this moment, he grabs on to Kotonowaka's shin to keep his hands from hitting the dirt. Mm-hmm. He kind of used Kotonowaka's shin as leverage. He pauses for a second, and then he goes again, getting this uh, hooking leg trip position on Kotonowaka with his back leg. I mean, he has two legs, but the the back more it's backward the rear foot he's, thing. He's, he's, He has four legs, y'all, and he gets the back too. <laughs> was the horse just legs. Last week I was talking yeah. about your rear legs. <laughs> he gets his horse legs <laughs> in the position to trip Kotonowaka, and it looked honestly like a game of Twister. Now, it doesn't work, but he tries, yeah, the second time he did it, it did work. So he tried the first time with the shin grab, the leverage didn't work, Kotonowaka stayed up. Second time, it did work, and Kotonowaka just kind of slowly fell 
to the ground. It was actually a Shitatanage win, but um, it looked like some serious leg action from Ishiura. So, you know what I liked about it? What? One, it really looked like Kojunawaka had Ishiura several times yeah. in this bout. Yeah, he didn't finish and him off. couldn't get him. The could golden boy him. could not get the golden boy down. But you know, like one of those, you know how on the bikes that you used to ride, there was like a kickstand yeah. that you could put out to the side that yeah. would keep your bike from falling over? Yeah, they still it was have as those. If, it was as if both men had a kickstand as they were trying to throw each other. Yeah. So like their legs were like kickstanding against each other and the final throwdown or joint yoga yeah was like this very <laughs> slow motion shatatanage over the kickstand yeah. so it was this very bizarre we talk about this all the time too the mission impossible tom cruise balancing over the floor not trying to touch anything yeah. it was that slow motion shatatanage yeah <laughs> it was kooky but um it was just fun. It was it was a fun match for me to watch. And it was fun because that took Kotonawaka off the leaderboard. It did. Along with Kotueka, who also lost earlier, yeah. I believe. Yeah. On day 10. Shima no Umi, though, beat Hoshoryu. Do you remember the sneaky, fast Tsukunage throw? It, he just, it, it just winded up so subtle that Hoshoryu was kind of, he was kind of unsure how he got to the dirt so fast. You look at Shima no Umi and you, you don't think he moves lightning fast. He but can. He sure can. And he did on Hoshoryu, a really fast kid. But uh, his switch and the the throw just happened like the flick of a cigarette. It happened so fast. And then he lit up a cigarette and he smoked his whole way off of the doyo. And then he walked to his fiance and said, did you see what did I just see what I did, did, baby? That's right. She must have been impressed. Yeah, I'm sure she was. She was like, that was so fast and I like him fast. Well, speaking of fast, Tamawashi and Ichinojo. Yeah. Tamawashi double stiff armed Ichinojo out in two seconds flat. Yeah, I think he was fine. Either that or he showed up and he was like, this hurts so fucking bad. I am I'm not, not gonna... slowing down and I'm just going to push this guy out. <laughs> I know. And he did. It was kind of amazing. Yeah. Okay. Ura versus Daesho. Upon the Tachi eye, we got some big thrust from Daesho and Ura, but he matched it. But Ura like matches it and sort of blunts it with his stance, which is actually he always has like one leg. He has his legs bent and low but he has the one leg always out in front of him almost seems like he has it Which more one? his front leg Ura. oh Ura. and he and it, I, it just seems like he's really hard to budge you know the other guys stand a little bit more straddled yeah and he stands with one leg ahead of the other a lot like he's surfing almost yeah Ura thrust that i would, I would pay lo- to see i'd that. love to see Ura surfing yes just skiing? I just I'd like to see him doing all kinds any, of sports. Any sport gymnastics, out there. vault. I'd love to see it all. Yes. Ooh, a vault by Ura. Ura on the rings. Rings? Floor. I mean, clearly. Oh my god, yes. Yes. He could yes, already yes. do a flip-flop. <gasps> I would love to see that. Yeah. Well, anyway, he doesn't budge at all of Daesho's big thrusts. And um, Ura thrusts back, and then he quickly pulls to the side. Daesho falls forward, but manages to stay on his feet. Ura retreats around laterally, and Daesho follows him. But then Ura changes tactics, and he changes the direction of his movement to across the dojo. And in that decision, he manages, uh, as he's moving, to get a double inside grip on Daesho, who's trying to catch up. And then he rushes him back and out. Daesho hits the dirt hard on his bum. Um, 
But it was nice, nice win for Uda there. Yep. So fun. Yeah. Mitakeyumi suffers his first loss of the tournament against Hokuto Fuji. This was a beautiful match. You know, it just also then looked, because Hokuto Fuji was so quick and so fast, it act, Mitakeyumi actually looks slow and kind of out of it. No. Because Hokuto Fuji got, but this is just shows you the how great Hokuto Fuji is. Yeah. He made it look like that because Hokuto Fuji got inside and under the armpits of Mitakeyumi so quickly post Tachiai. And he just rushed him backwards. He denied Mitakeyumi what he wanted, which was the double inside grip. But he was so quick on that Tachiai and the split second decision after that Tachiai and the to, to rush him backwards, getting that good hand position, Mitakeyumi knew he was toast and he just went with it. He knew he'd yeah. been beat. Hokuto Fuji just won at the Tachiai. It was yeah. a beautiful double block. Yeah, it was textbook. There was nothing wrong at all with Hokuto Fuji's response. Yeah, and the, the last one I want to talk about was uh, Shodai again versus Takanosho. Shodai's Tachiai again up too high and then he just... This is when you really see it. He he gave up at the ring's edge. And he has ring edge magic. He just stopped fighting. Takanosho manages to shoulder shove Shodai. That was hard to say. Shoulder shove sh- Shodai sideways. Well done. <laughs> shoulder shove Shodai sideways. Which has him scrambling to kind of square up again. Takanosho then just advances Shodai backwards and lifts and pushes him upwards, you know, his his center of gravity, and he's at the edge, and Shodai just gives up and steps out. So I think we should give Shodai some power. We should give him some good juice rather than talking about how depressed he is or how he's not working. Let's just give Shodai our sumo kaboom juice and say, yes, you can do it. You are in perfect condition, and you have everything you need to win, Shodai. Take a play from Itakiyumi's... That's right. Playbook. That's right. You are enough. You are good. You are talented. You are strong. You are in perfect condition. Just do your brand of sumo. That's right. And if you're listening, we love you. Mm-hmm. But you do not look like yourself. So get in there, kiddo. Give him hell. Well, it should be said that Terana Fuji also won on day 10. Yeah. Easy win over Ono Show. We all pretty much saw that one coming. So at the end of day 10, here's where it sits. Terunofuji and Mitakeyumi are tied, both with one loss, followed by Abi and Takarafuji with two losses. I love seeing Takarafuji's name up too. there on the leaderboard. I do too. He should be there. He should. He yeah. is so solid. Yeah. So that's it for day 10. If you've got a bingo card, you are playing with 424 other people. Wow. And the kachikoshis are just starting to come in. If you are not keeping track, here, I'm going to help you out. Makikoshis. Chionokuni has a makikoshi. Chionokuni. Aqua and Okinoumi. Unfortunately, those three men have already gotten their makikoshi. Kachikoshi, we have Mitakeyumi, Terunofuji, Takara Fuji and Abi, basically the guys that are on the leaderboard. Okay, so check your bingo cards, see if it looks like you're on a roll for Makikoshi or Kachikoshi bingo. And when you get a bingo of all of one or the other, send us an email ASAP so that we know you won. I checked our bingo card. Yeah. We've got two uh, for both Kachikoshi and Makikoshi, we've got two guys oh. in a couple lines. So we've got a, we got a chance. Can we win our own game? Yeah. 
Can we win our own game? <laughs> right now, uh, for our Kachikoshis, it's going to depend on Tobizaru. Oh, mm, that's a tough one so far. It is far. a tough one, yeah. <laughs> yep. But come on, Tobizaru, you can do it. You can do it. Yep. So I guess that's it for our style of sumo here at Sumo Kaboom. Yeah, you'll hear more from us this week as the bingos come in. Enjoy the sumo. You know we are. That's right. Yeah. Till next time. See y'all. Uh, Sayonara.